Welcome to Best Picture Cast on the Feed, where Kieran B. and Joey R. talk all the goings-on this month in the world of cinema. And Joey, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm excited. There's a lot to talk about. Very Best Picture Cast noteworthy time. Yes, yeah, I'm excited. And and as uh, if, if you're unfamiliar with what we're doing here today, you can check out our 2024 preview where we kind of introduced this format. And we're going to be doing this at the... Uh, end or in the back half of every month. So this will serve as the uh, January 2024 episode, even though we kind of covered the front of the month on the first, that was recorded in uh, in late December. So right. that was essentially the we December dated episode. We gave the date on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is our, our January 2024 episode, and uh, we're two days removed from the, uh, the Oscar nominations. We're going to talk a lot about those at the end in our awards chatter zone. Oh, yes, yes. And there's been plenty of talk about that, and we have that here. So Joey has a couple of sections here lined out for this show. I really basically don't know what we're going to do. So this is a very, this is very opposite from what a, a standard BPC episode is, where I'm kind of uh, manning the ship and everyone's just, tro- you know, doing their best to contribute. No, this is way uh, funnier because I just have a month of preparing and editing and figuring out what's going to fit. Yeah, and and you know, here at Best Picture Cast, we uh, we don't hide from our cold takes. No. Um, and we're not going to uh, to let our hot takes uh, get, get get forgotten either. So we're going to... Well, I listened to our January episode, and I'm going to take us to task on some things that we got, you know, we didn't get perfectly right. Um, and we'll... we'll, uh, we'll toot our own horn a little bit when we know that we got something right here too so yeah and some things that they got wrong that we were right about <laughs> yeah and I, and, and I noticed that that there's a couple times where you just you know kind of smoothly and and pseudo sarcastically were like oh this is one that you'll really like uh, here's a24 they have their own uh, service now yep. and I'm like why would I like that what, what is going on here so. this is an episode for the people Kieran it's not just for me and you that's <sighs> true that's true okay Joe uh, so let's uh take us through our, our first section here so the first is we've renamed Monthly Roundup. Monthly Roundup. Here we go with the Monthly Roundup. The Monthly Roundup. So, unfortunately, this month there's a lot of deaths from Mm. BPC-relevant people. So we have to talk about a few. One, two days ago was the 16th anniversary of Heath Ledger's passing. Ah. So really... 16 years, jeez. Crazy. Um, Such a great actor that just everyone saw so much in, and it's it just, it sucks. Because you just think what he would have done the past 16 years would have been really, really fantastic. Yeah, you're, you're a big... Keith Ledger guy um, beyond his his famous Joker role too. You like a lot of his. Uh, ah, he's stuff, in, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's in the best rom com ever. He's fantastic <laughs> in A Knight's Tale. Um, I'm all in on Heath Ledger. I I, I have everything he did. I, I'm really always really impressed by him. So such a bummer. What what could have been? Ugh, you know, it's it's a um, man. Any of these uh, types of of uh, how do we put it? Any of these deaths that revolve around medication. And Always whatnot. tough. Really, um, really get to me. I was just listening to Chris Cornell's daughter. She did a, a version of, of Hunger Strike. It was on Instagram. Oh, man, really? Today. Yeah, I'll send it to you. After oh, wow. Record. And it's just very, you know, it's, it's first of all, it's really good, but it's very it's very sad and stuff. So you get that and, and you know, he was Ledger's a poster child for that. You know? yeah. yeah. And it's so sad. And it's so hard. And it's just, you know, a lot of bright light shut out because of it. It's such a goddamn bummer. Yeah. 
Um, next, South Korean actor from Parasite, the dad, Lee Sun Kyun, passed away. Yeah. Young guy. I mean, Bong Joon Ho's out here because there, you know, there's some investigations and stuff going on with him and you know how things were handled by the police over there. So, you know, just another younger guy, you know. Mm. Oh, so was it a little bit of a, 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 a foul play? Death? No, there was some investigation into him with some sort of drugs or whatever. Okay. And apparently, mm. like the day before, um, he was investigated for like 16 hours and interviewed mm. for like 16 hours. And then the next time anyone oh. saw him, he was dead in his car. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah. it's really upsetting. Um, yeah, really, uh, really good in that movie. Great. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not familiar with much of his other Me work. Me neither. But, but he's you know, Parasites, an episode we did nine months ago. So, yeah, you know. Uh, next one, you know, Tom Wilkinson, 75 years old, ah. Shakespeare in Love, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Full Monty, Batman Begins, so so many more. Uh, love, love Tom Wilkinson, man. He's uh, just a great actor. Uh, in the bedroom was I think yeah. his, one of yep. his nominations. That's right. God, it's just you know. I mean, listen as as time marches on, we get I'm going to get more and more of these veteran actors. You you forget how um, how old some of them are. You know, not not that he was an old man, seventy five, seventy five. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's, but but you know, we do get to that portion. So, and you know, with these actors, like his watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind a couple months ago. That's twenty years ago. I know. So there he's fifty five years old, and it's like, oh man, this is great. And you forget that people age and aren't just trapped in whatever we see them as. Yeah, and of course, we uh, covered him on our Shakespeare in Love episodes. We do our return to Shakespeare in Love, and in the next uh, upcoming weeks, uh, we'll certainly give him some extra love there as well. Absolutely. Um, All right, then the last death to stop bumming everybody out. Norman Jewison. Yes, I had this uh, outline for Kieran's Corner at the end here. 97 so years old. We'll do it a little early here. Uh, and then, you know, we've, we've in this section here, we talked about two of our favorite episodes from this past year in Parasite and um, In the Heat of the Night. Yeah, great episode. And, you know, I mean, I think Jay went and watched Fiddler on the Roof to get on the Jewison train. Yeah, and you know what? I, I have to say, I'm ashamed that I'm, I don't, I'm not super familiar with his... Uh, his filmography. He Moonstruck. has a lot of notable movies that I have not seen. So just, whether it's Moonstruck, Fiddler on the Roof, a Rollerball. Uh, Rollerball's you know, very good. Um, I think maybe Other People's Money might be the only other one I've That I've seen. never seen. And I haven't seen that in, in you know, 20, 25, 30 years. <laughs> so uh, Other People's Money, that was definitely like a Showtime uh, 90s viewing there. Um, oh, the, okay. The Hurricane with uh, Denzel. Yeah, okay. Other, oh, other he was the Hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, other people's money is uh, is Danny DeVito, and, uh, and and an elderly Gregory Peck. Oh my God. So yeah, that's amazing. So maybe I'm gonna do a little like maybe I'll do a little Twitter poll, and put out four uh, Norman Jewison movies and whatever wins I'll watch. Oh, that's I'll cool. Do that whether you know, Moonstruck. No, I'll, whatever it is, I'll watch it with you, and we'll talk about it next on the feet. Cool. Um, and Justice for All is another one too. Oh, with, that's uh, Pacino. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, so yeah, right. we'll do we'll do um, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar also. So we'll do Fiddler on the Roof. Um, Th- Thomas Crown Affair is that one? That, you said? that was remade. That was remade with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll I'll, I'll pick I'll pick four of these. I'll pick cool. four of these and, and throw them out there. Whoever wins, we'll talk about. We'll it talk next, about it next uh, one. I'll next watch month. it. Cool. Support Jewison. Um, all right, next, someone who's, well, not dead, John Williams, 91 years old. He had said he'd retired, but then he said, you know what, I'm open to I'm open to things. If something interesting comes up, I'm down. And I fucking love that he's honest about it. 
you tried to retire probably bored and was like no let's do this oh yeah john williams and, and uh you know we'll talk about him in a little bit i'm yeah. sure as he scores a, another oscar nomination of course he did. but you know <laughs> yeah. and, and after that he had said that was it i'm retiring yeah. and then he was like hmm no no come to me with good ideas i'm in yeah i love it i love it and, you know listen it's it's great it's great you know there's, there's no reason to uh, to just hang them up for the sake of hanging them up. If you still have talent, you can still contribute. If you're able contribute. to do it, yeah. do it, right? And I think we're seeing that a, a little bit this year with older guys. So, you know, good good for you. I mean, the guy keeps doing it. He keeps crushing it. He got nominated for not a great movie, but... <laughs> but, hey, who it's, cares? It's John Williams. It's John F. and Williams, man. And, you know, it, when it's all said and done, he'll have some of the most iconic scores to his name, whether it be Jaws or Star Wars or Jurassic it's Park. It's and everyone yeah. who's now doing scores is studying what he did. Yeah, yeah. Superman's and is a great John Williams too. Yeah. John Williams is the man. Um, you know, I, I really I like the Hollywood walks of fame stars when people get them. Okay. Um, Willem Dafoe got one this month. I saw that. Yeah. I fucking love that. I love Dafoe. He's such a curious guy, and he's oh, I've super interesting filmography, and I love that he's getting that. Yeah. Now he uh, do they do this monthly? Do you know how frequently they do it? It seems like the... once a month they do it. Because okay, I saw Macaulay Culkin got Macaulay his. Macaulay Culkin uh, yeah. got one. Um, Zach Efron got one before that. Like they're so they're you know once a month, twice a month, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But right. Willem Dafoe, like I keep he's like yeah. Dafoe doing it. Such a funny, you know, the guy who's been in Antichrist and like he's just done so much interesting things that you wouldn't think. But he's done enough stuff. He's so popular. Everybody knows who he is. But then he'll yeah. go and do the crazy sailor in the lighthouse like he he has super range yeah and i was uh a little disappointed not to see him on the list of nominees this year thought he maybe should have gotten it over one of his co-stars but um i guess we'll discuss that in a little bit anyway but um you know letterbox let you know when things hit the one million watch mark you know people put it in letterbox mm-hmm. saltburn hit the one million and it was just came out in november that movie got such legs at Let me the tell release. You. Everybody's talking, but people who haven't watched anything are talking about Saltburn. A social phenomenon, and I gotta say, you know, because I'm, you know, in in the uh, the service industry, you know, we have our uh, our dance floor going every weekend night, and Murder on the Dance Floor is a song requested every single night now. Wow. It is like, it's 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 got like Stranger Things legs. You yeah. Know, where it, it's, Kate you know, Bush, yeah. Yeah, and it's this 20-year-old song, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, play, play, murder on the dance floor, and it comes on, and everyone starts doing some weird dance, you know, pretending they're naked. Um, naked or and coked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a thing, you know, and you got to respect it. I love anytime any any ones of these type of movies makes it their way into like pop culture. It makes me so happy. I love it, yeah. I don't, it doesn't care, and like I love that, because it's a divisive movie. Mm-hmm. And that makes it even more interesting to me that this movie that some people are like, oh, this, and it, you know, came out and not streaming the holidays and the amount of people putting up on Instagram, like, holy shit, I watched this with my parents. Yeah. It's just like an unbelievable, it's such a funny movie that this took legs and it makes me very happy because, you know, it's watch interesting things, even if you're not sure about it. Yeah. And listen, it's no, it's no perfect movie and I wasn't super shocked that it got shut out of the Oscars to be completely honest. No, I think it only had a shot at one thing which we'll talk about and I think anything more would have been ridiculous. I think it's yeah, and it's, 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 it's an a, entertaining movie that was directed well. That's dumb, but it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's a clearly a second feature. Yes. You know, it's a sophomore effort and you know, she's got she's got more big things in her future as a, as a writer director. So, um, you know, I I I she directed the shit out of it yes. though. She did great and it's entertaining, but let's say it's some substance next time and then I think you could but I think that's probably part of the allure to it. It's just an easy watch. Yeah, and and I'm sure if you let her choose between 
having a movie that becomes a social phenomenon versus a movie that scores three Oscar nominations and no one talks about it ever again, I'm sure she'd take, she'd be happy with what she got here. 100%, especially, you know, Jacob Elordi's getting all these opportunities from him. Kyogen, I yeah. mean, he already was, but... Yeah, but he's you know, basically a star now. Right, yeah. like he, he elevated to the next level of whatever this all is, so yeah, it's great. Um, the last one in the monthly roundup is not super movie-related, but movie-content-related, sort of. A big Netflix deal was just announced... Okay. This is more. This is see. Not all. You know, most of these things are for the is, world. This is for me and you. Yeah. So this is <laughs> this one's a bit a bit bittersweet for me. But yeah. tell tell the tell the people what you're referring to. So Netflix and WWE announced that as of January 2025, Monday Night Raw will be every Monday on Netflix. Ten year, five billion dollar partnership. Unbelievable. I um, thought it was going to go to Prime. It was the easiest marketing putting the WWE shop on. Amazon, but hey, yeah. this is an well, interesting thing. Well, this is thing. Netflix's array into the live yes. programming. You know, the, you, Everybody else is doing everyone it. Everyone else has done it. We've seen it on Peacock having the NFL playoff game. Uh, we saw uh, several Yankee games on, on Prime this mm-hmm. year. Paramount um, has stuff. Uh, Max had uh, MLB yes, playoffs right. on. And they do um, a lot of hockey and basketball. Yes, yes. So this is Netflix saying, hey, don't forget about us. We do this too. We're not just their, your... Uh, we're not just your um, your your standard um, TV and movie content. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And when I say it's bittersweet, it's just because Monday Night Raw and the USA Network um, as as a union holds such a, a nostalgic place in my heart. You know, I remember being a, a young kid in the '90s and you know sneaking uh, sneaking uh, downstairs to watch uh, or or upstairs, whichever whichever <laughs> one was the the TV that was was vacant to watch uh, Monday Night Raw. And uh, it was forever dubbed as the longest running episodic yeah, program. And that's so, ending in December, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and it's, it, it is a little sad to see that. Now, I know the real sticklers out there are saying, well, there was, um, there was that time period where it wasn't on USA and it was on TNN. Yeah, this is true. Right. It is. It did have a little time period. So it's but like, we all know nights. that. Yes. But like, shut up. Like, we know. <laughs> but uh, yes, so... It's USA um, Network's thing. Like, it's yeah. going to be weird without going into some stupid show after that nobody cares about. Like, it's going to be weird just going to, like, a screen with, like, want to watch The Hurt Locker next? <laughs> yeah. And, and boy, is this the end of the USA Network? I mean... I don't know. I, it's, it's a big loss for the USA Network. Yeah, like, they... Yeah. It's tough. And, you know, uh, the USA Network has a special place in my heart. Too, you love the USA Network. Yes. Big big burn notice mark over here. So Maybe uh, burn notice will come back for them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think uh, Jeffrey Donovan and Bruce Campbell are getting a $5 billion deal from Netflix. But, hey. I maybe. don't think so. Yeah, maybe. Bruce Campbell deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're now going to the next category. Future movie news. Okay. Future movie news. So we got some interesting things here, and, you know, this is where we open it up to everybody. All right, first, Francis Ford Coppola self-financed $120 million film, Megalopolis, that's going to be coming out this year. Whoa. Is, now, is this Adam Driver in this? I think so. Okay, wow. Okay, you know, so this is one of those movies that, like, you know, when you're just, like, late night scrolling through IMDb, and, you know, it's like, oh, it 
Prince for Corporal has something in production, you know, yeah. what is this? And you just see it and, you know, because I feel like it's been there. It's been, this has been around for a while. It just hasn't gotten there. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza and Adam Driver. I love both of them. I'm a big Aubrey Plaza fan. An architect wants to rebuild New York City as a utopia following a devastating disaster. So I guess we'll see if 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 old if old Franny Ford has any uh, juice left in him. You know, the fact that it's self financed either means nobody else wanted to touch it, or he wanted just full creative control because he was going balls out again. Yeah, some some other interesting names here, and you know they're listed on IMDb, so who knows if they're actually involved or not. But listed here is is. Shia LaBeouf, mm. Giancarlo Esposito, oh, who I love. He's great. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, who I do not love. You're um, not a Schwartzman guy. That's, no. that's funny. No. Um, Dustin it's, it's Hoffman? his nephew. Really? Dustin Hoffman, John Voigt, Forrest Whitaker. So I don't know if those names are, are real or not. You know, maybe they were associated I mean, it, at some point. It's coming out. So this might be like pretty legit at this point. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's written and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Now, what's the last thing that he had out? Because he's been pretty much semi-retired. I thought he was done. Yeah, I mean, is Jack the last movie? <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see Is here. Jack Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, oh yeah. Christ almighty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like the last credit he had on here, on 2016 Distant Vision. I don't I've know what that is. Of. I don't think that exists. 2011 Twixt. Like the candy? With a T at the end, yeah. Okay. 2009, Tetro? None of these movies no. are rated very highly. So I don't uh, think they exist. Yeah, the, 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 the last major one was 1997's The Rainmaker. Okay. Which is a year after Jack. Right, okay. Um, so that was pretty much, you know, it, it's, it's man, it's like he did, he did Godfather 3 in 90, <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula in 92, Jack in 96 <laughs> and Rainmaker in 97. And that's really it, other than these m- Metro and Twix right. and Tetris or whatever. Him being doing Jack, like that will never stick in my brain because it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, jeez. <laughs> All right. Next, um, Paul Verhoeven. Everybody loves Paul Verhoeven. He's shooting his first American film in 24 years this year. Um, shooting in DC, DC. It's called Young Sinner. And it's written by Robocop writer... Ed Neumeyer. So they're getting wow. back together. Verhoeven's coming back. It's going to be... Talk about another guy who did some re- re- regrettable 90s movies. Uh, wow. Showgirls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ver- Verhoeven's just gotten in his own way more than anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, you can check out the Below Freezing episode on Showgirls. It's a wonderful episode. Yeah, we support them. Yes. Yeah. Not the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, one. Th- this is one that's not for you. Deadpool 3 just finished rap- just wrapped filming, so that's coming out in May. A lot okay. of people are very excited for that. Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Sean Penn, and Regina Hall. PTA, what's it called here? Don't have a name on it. Okay, yet, but, it's an unnamed project. Yeah, but it's coming out, and they're starting working on it soon. So it's good to see some big names get back in the mix, especially some like older names that haven't been in the mix with Verhoeven and, and Coppola. But, you know, PTA's got to... Rebound from that, uh, that licorice, licorice pizza, pizza mess. Yeah, that. I mean, I was I was talking with a, a buddy about that the other day. Just like what a what a nothing movie, you know? Like you know, I tried so hard to talk myself into liking it too. But yeah, like, that's like the one. Okay, cool. You got nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Like, so what? Like everyone's already forgotten about this movie. 
yeah, it was a weak year. It was per, it, Paul Thomas Anderson, guy everybody likes, and it was just like, yeah, no, let's do this. Yeah, the weak year definitely had a bit to do with it. But there's, there's someone like Magnolia, which has like, what, probably just got like two nominations. I think which is crazy. Cruise and screenplay. But, all right, my guy, Paul Mezcal. His next project, he, you know, he finished Gladiator 2. That just finished. So his that next, wrapped? That wrapped? That wrapped. Yeah. Gladiator that's why he wrapped. wasn't at the Globes. Yep. Uh, yeah. Gladiator 2 is wrapped. Can't wait. His next project begins filming in March, an adaptation of History of Sound. Okay. So it's World War One, and it's two like guys trying to record people in the army and like get their voices on about like what's going on. Huh. I've never read it, but it's supposed to be super interesting. Okay. History of Sound. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's a cool name. And Paul Mezcal, I'm 100% in on. So. And who else is involved with it? I only focused on Paul Mezcal. Okay. <laughs> I, the other star, I didn't. I didn't clock it like I didn't clock his name as much. Josh O'Connor. Yeah. I don't know about him. Directed by Oliver Hermanis, who I'm not familiar with. Yeah. It's Paul Mezcal. It's gonna make me cry. That's that's what <laughs> I've learned. Okay. So even if this is like if that's just what this guy does to me. So but we'll talk about him later. Wes Anderson, next film, unnamed at this point, but starring Bill Murray, his his always guy. Benicio del Toro, and what I think is a match made in heaven, Michael Sarah. Someone you're not high on, but I love Sarah. I think well, he's great. Uh, and Wes Anderson. Yeah, there's no that, match made in heaven. I think with, that's with hysterical. Wes Anderson. I love it. This is here's a, here's a, a match made in heaven. Wes Anderson and retirement. Okay, oh, there that's not happening. <laughs> hey, you got nominated for short this year. <laughs> oh God, short wasn't good. I didn't yeah, like it wasn't it. short enough. I'm sure. Did you see Asteroid City? No. No. I, I considered seeing it at the Cinema Arts Center, and I like looked at the runtime, and then I thought to myself, like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, what? Like, I'm just gonna enjoy my day, and I enjoyed my day, and that was that. I love Wes Anderson. Asteroid City is not great. I, I struggled. I struggled. Yeah, the cast almost pulled me in, but I think that's the that's great the, cast. That's the the, uh, the strategy there. You know, great cast, a lot of cool visuals, but overall, the movie didn't work. Um, and I just saw this today, and I added, Anthony Hopkins said that his wife is working on a documentary about his life. Oh. Which is really interesting. Like, I'm, I'm, I'd love some Anthony Hopkins documentary content. Yeah. I think that's great. I think he's a super interesting, wonderful actor. It's going to be a straight documentary. Straight documentary cool. about his life and his career and his performances and everything, so. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, that's I'm, interesting. I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Sure. Last bit of future movie news. Again, we have a lot to talk about at the end, so I kept the the front categories pretty brief. Very fair, yeah. Yeah. The last Jurassic World movie is a really good example of a lot of money not meaning good, right? Because it yeah. was really, really bad. Really bad. I didn't I didn't uh I didn't do it. It was bad. Yeah. I did. I've seen every Jurassic World Park world, but a new Jurassic World movie has been greenlit. Starting new, getting away from that. But okay. David Kep, the, the original screenwriter for Jurassic Park. Lost World, he's back and he's writing it. So because of that, I think it's worth acknowledging. Because the guy who got okay. it from the beginning is in. Another reset here, though. So you, 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 you had a reset. These resets. You had to. How many times are we, we going to, you know, and I, I like, listen, I like Jurassic World. I'm like, a big the, fan. The original Jurassic World. I'm really a fan of all of them except for the last one. Mm. Yeah, like I... I really, you know, different levels, but the last one is the only one I think is objectively Now, when we say a reset, is it a remake? Are the characters still involved? Is it... They're going, they're moving on. They're not continuing the Chris Pratt line of story. Okay. Where they go with it, if it's new people or how it is, but it's not, 
you know, it's the world okay. is. Because, you know, in those Jurassic World movies, they all acknowledge the original Jurassic Park. Yes. So yes. I, I don't think they're starting over. I think it's just that this that part of it is done. Okay. All right. Well, this was literally greenlit like a week ago. so it's It'll no, make a lot of money. There's no doubt about that. People love dinosaurs and stupid ideas. <laughs> so we are done with future movie news. Now we're heading to some questions. Ooh, the questions category. The questions category. Some questions. All right. Let me see where I want to start. Okay. Okay. Now, explain to the people what this is here. What is it? Is it? So pretty much when I'm looking at the first kind of couple categories, it's really like, uh, what are fun? What are just like things we want to mention? What are things that I think would be more interesting to talk about or kind of flesh out from the year? And so I say like, oh, that's where the questions come. Okay. Some are quicker. Some are... Easier, but all right. I'll put my my thinking cap on. This one, Martin Scorsese is now the oldest person ever nominated for Best Director at 81. Wow. I would not have guessed that. Who do you think held this record before? Ooh, good question. And one I should know. Yes. I would not. I now, I I, I think I do. I think I do. And I think it's going to be for an American sniper and it's going to be Clint Eastwood. Nope. Oh, wow. But it's someone you're big on. I'll tell you, the movie was 1985. Um, 85. He, but he was boy. By by giving me the year, you make it even worse. But he was seven. He was 79 in 85. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a passage to India, David Lean. No. What do you got? John Huston, Prizzy's honor. Okay. All right. Yeah, we covered that in our um. We covered that in our Out of Africa year. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. All right. Bad job by me there. Another Scorsese. Yeah. This so is, I wonder how old Eastwood was. In I think I think we were 20, talking like months. Ten at years. That point. Ago. Well, t- yeah, because ten. It was ten. Twenty fourteen is ten years. It ago. was like it was like and months. Ninety three yeah. now, so he was eighty three then, right? I'll have to go back and look, but yeah. And what and what was? Uh, because he was Houston was seventy nine. Okay, and what's Scorsese? 81. Oh, you know what? Uh, Eastwood wasn't up for director, that's why. That's what that's it what is. It was. Okay. it was up for picture, but he wasn't up right. for director. All right, next. Scorsese. This is his 10th nomination for director Oscar. Okay. Who is the leader and how many nominations do they have? For director. Yes. You know this. This is something, and I'll give you a hint. Me, you, and Jay had spoken about this in a group chat. Okay. Well, I would have to... My immediate guess would be Spielberg. No. And it's not. Okay. Um, Spielberg is most for uh, Director's Guild nominations. Okay, for the DGA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Okay. Um, and, and it's how many nominations? So Scorsese's 10. Okay. And Do you want me to give you the number for the leader? Uh, yes. Give 12. Me for, okay, 12 for the leader. And he is deceased. <sighs> uh, and he's no longer with us. Um, everybody at home screaming the answer at their device. How about 12 director nominations? Could it be Frank Capra? You're in, no. a, you're in the right world. Okay. Uh, tell me. William Wyler. Oh, William Wyler. I, oh, I, I knew that. I know you I did. We talked that. about it. I know. <laughs> God. All right. This is, this is like, you know, when I, I bring these great facts to you on a Best Picture cast episode, don't think I retain them all, you know, because I got to prepare for the next episode after that. All right. Um, had we had we do had we gone in, in order with our movies, I might have had a better chance of retaining them. Probably. All right. I have another Scorsese one because 
you know, Scorsese's very. I, I, that Eastwood one was a good guess, though. That was a great guess. Because he was older, right. but he just wasn't nominated. That makes sense, for yeah. All right, so DGA, Scorsese. How many nominations does he have versus how many wins does he have? So, Directors Guild, Best Director. Oh, no- for, for DGA. Yeah, for okay. DGA. Nominations versus wins. I yeah. got to give you both numbers. Yes. All right, all right. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to, to just now, because you've already, just, you've already given me the fact there, is how many was Spielberg up for? 13. Okay, and he has the record. For nominations, yeah. Got it. Okay. And we said he, uh, we said Scorsese had 10 Oscar. Okay. So I'm guessing it's, I'll say it's probably similar. Maybe, maybe DGA's given him one more. So I'll say he's up been up for 11 DGAs. Nailed it. Okay. All 11 right. DGAs. Okay. Now, how many wins? How many has he won for? All right. So I'm pretty sure that he won for The Departed. Uh, so he has at least the one. Um, I'm okay. Um, don't like, as I, as I'm, I'm going to let you play this out. Yeah. I'm not making faces. I'm going to say maybe he won for, for either, either, uh, Raging Bull or Goodfellas. Maybe not both, but and or, um, I feel like he's got a weird one for like Hugo or something. So three, and then maybe the Aviator. So I'm going to say he has. He has five, four, five, four, five. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say he has five wins. He has zero wins in the DGA. Whoa! He has never won a Insane. DGA. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, I guess I probably should have shifted to that line of thinking because, you know, it, it's easier to believe that he didn't get one because he only has one Oscar. Yeah. So it's, it's easier to believe that he didn't get one for Departed. Then he got him for all those other ones. But I, for some reason, I thought, you know what? I think I'm confusing it with the Globes. The Globes. I think he won like director for Hugo and the yeah, Globes, and that's what he, confused me there. Yeah, he has he has some like weird Globe stuff. The Globes yeah. love him. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So now I have a couple more that are not Scorsese related. So the 2023 domestic box office, as we talked about on the last on the feed, as we're going to talk about later, fantastic year. Yes, and we talked about a little bit of this on our My Fair Lady episode, yep. too. Yep. Great year. But the domestic box office grossed over $9 billion. Incredible. All the people who said that the, the theaters were dead, by the way. Dorks. <laughs> when was it's the really, last time this happened? I don't know if happened? it was the dorks as much as like the... Uh, well, I guess, well, we'll just go with that. Maybe just shut up. <laughs> Movies are back. When was the last time this happened? Over $9 billion. Hmm. And are we adjusting for inflation? or are we Just the last time no. this happened. I am going to say in 2019, the year of Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and all those. Nailed it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I remember I remember that that was a monumental year at the box office because I remember them talking about that when 2020 yes. hit, saying that, you know, here's the theater. They were, they were, you know, it was here and now streaming's coming. And, and that's when everybody, never, yep. we're never going to do this again. And, and look at that. Look yep. at that. F- uh, th- four years later, we're back. The thing that was never going to happen again that was destroyed. And t- to be fair, for a moment in time there, it was scary. You know, yeah. it did It did look COVID like, COVID oh, versus releases all the time, right yeah, away. People are yeah. just going to watch in there. In there. But you know what? There's the, the thing that, the thing that I've always believed that will keep theaters alive is, is first of all, parents need something to do with their kids. You know, so you get them out of the house, you get them in an air conditioning room in the summer, you know, it's, rainy it's, day, it's, it's something for them to do, something to get them to shut up for two hours. Uh, so that's number one. Two people need something to go on dates, you know, and you, you can't just go out to dinner every night. You know, you right. got it's a, it's another uh, a date date night 
thing, and not just people newly courting, but husbands and wives, and me, you know, my, yeah. me and Kristen. We're, yeah. That's where we always do. Yeah, that's a that's a key date night date night deal. Um, so kids movies are always going to do well, and horror movies are always better on the big screen Without around question. other people. Yep. You know, they just are. Crowd reactions are perfect for horror movies, yeah. and if you make good, interesting things, people are going to go see them. Yeah. So and kids movies and horror movies will keep the theaters forever. Open. Yeah. Forever. So yeah, nine billion. The thing that was never going to happen again, and we saw all these, you know, dramatic think pieces, and boom, here Love we it. are. Okay. All right. I righted the ship a little on that one. There we go. All right. Jordan Peele, someone we're both fans of. Of course. So he says that his next movie is clear to him. He knows exactly what it's what it's going to be, and he says that if it comes out the way he thinks, it's going to be his favorite of his movies. Cool. Jordan Peele's done three movies. Mm-hmm. Get Out, Us, and Nope. Correct. What's your rankings of them? Yeah, okay, so I still have not seen Us. You have not, okay. No. I have a weird feeling I'm going to like that one because I tend to like these ones that everyone, yes. you know, that everyone pans, you know, um, like season two of, uh, of True Detective. You tried hard with Blonde last year. You just couldn't because <sighs> it was so bad. But you tried, and I respected your effort. Then the second it started, you were done. I mean, that is not a good movie. Terrible. It's un- unwatchable. No, that is we're, the, we're probably the first people to talk about it in yeah, six months. That is not a movie that should be recognized at the Oscars in any way, shape, or form. No, I don't care how good an individual performance could be in it. Trash. Um, yes. So uh, I actually uh, am the unpopular opinion that Nope is his best movie. I prefer Great I Get Out is great. Uh, it was warranted of a Best Picture nomination. I prefer Nope. I think Nope's, Nope is a little deeper. It's a little more abstract in the right kind of way, and I, I think there's more layers to it. Where Get Out is is very excellent, powerful movie, but it is kind of what it is, you know. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna give mine, even though I'm not asking. You know, I just like answer my own questions sometimes. I love all three of these movies. I loved Us. I don't understand the hate of Us, mm-hmm. but it is the third best. I go Nope. Get Out. Us. Okay. Oh, you have Nope ahead ahead also. I think yeah, Nope's cool. fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. so much to it. Seeing, I saw no. Me and Kristen saw it the Friday it came out, and we went to Montauk the next day. We talked about it the whole trip to Montauk the next. Like we just talked about it for three days straight. Yeah, I think that's a classic case of a movie that people just didn't get. Hundred percent. You know, they just didn't get it. Yep. And I have one more question for you. Yeah, one more here. One, one more. more. One more in the sub questions. Okay. So Letterbox, you know, I love Letterbox. It's the least annoying of the places people go to vote. <laughs> Who do you think were the most watched actors on Letterboxd in 2023? Now, from no, so I'm asking for like movies from this year. Movie, okay, actors or actors and actresses? One, one, act, one act, so actor and actress. Okay. Who were the most watched this year in all of Letterboxd in 2023? Wow. All right. So now I have to get myself in the mindset of, of Blockbuster. So you have to, th- and you think two. think about numerous movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, so I got to wait now. So did the Ant Man movie come out this year? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Guardians of Galaxy was this year too. Yes. God knows how many people cross over in those two, those two. Uh, okay. So for, it's tough. This is this yeah. is tough. We for have said the actor, actor name. We said it today. Yes. Okay. And I did not expect to. Okay. How about Barry Keegan? No. No. Okay. Good uh, guess though. Uh, oh, Chris Pratt. No. No. Wow. Okay. Well, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt was a better guess. Well, uh, Mario. Yeah, yeah. Mario and uh, Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, and someone beat him. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, geez, I don't know. Tell me. Your favorite. 
Jason Schwartzman. Oh, God. Well, Boy, he's, I he's, really led into that one, huh? He's in Asteroid City, Across the Spider-Verse, Quiz Lady, and the Hunger Games Ballad of Who Gives a Shit. <laughs> oh, so a lot of movies that had a lot of eyes on it. I mean, Quiz Lady, I don't think a ton of people watch, but it was streaming, so I think it got just the right audience. And it's good. It's a fun movie. Wow, he beat, beat Chris Pratt. Yeah, okay. so Jason Schwartzman. Now, the actress okay. was in two things. All right. Don't, uh, don't overthink this one. All right. How about um okay. Well, yeah. Um Margot Robbie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Barbie and Asteroid City. Right. Right. Okay. So Barbie so Margot Robbie and Jason Schwartzman, most watched actors and on what, Letterboxd. Uh, Asteroid City did that well, huh? I, it's Wes Anderson, the people on Letterboxd are all people who yeah. are going to go see things. So they'll see it. Like you I know. thought you said Letterboxd was the least annoying. <laughs> it is. They'll see everything. <laughs> How they vote is annoying, but they'll yeah. see everything. Okay. So that's why I like them. All right. So yeah. So that is the end of some questions. All right. Some questions. There you go. There were some questions. All right. What's, what's, uh, what's next, Joe? What's so now we head into awards chatter. Awards chatter. And the Oscar goes to... Probably the big ticket item for many yeah, this people is, out there. You know, yeah. I left the top ones pretty thin because you know this is where we want to go. So DGA, the BAFTA, the SAG—they're all out. We are the best picture cast. So I just want to kind of mention and go through some highlights. So the DGA for best director—they did Greta Gerwig, Yorgos Lanthimos, Chris Nolan, Alexander Payne, and Martin Scorsese. And the real reason I really want to talk the first time theatrical feature film, which I think is a really cool category that the DGA does. They did Core Jefferson for American Fiction. Um, Celine Song for the wonderful past lives that got ignored because people don't like to watch movies. Manuela Martelli for Chili 76, Nora Niasari for Shida, and A.V. Rockwell for 1001, which was good. The directors, they had Gerwig. Yeah, they had Gerwig. So who did the Oscars bring in that did not so, make the DGAs? So here they had Gerwig and Payne. Okay, Payne got a DJ also, so, and so then the so Zone Justine of Interest and, and Zone of Interest, and, and so Glazier for Zone of Interest, and, and Trinette for Anatomy of Fall. Okay, okay. I haven't seen Zone of Interest yet, but I think I may prefer, I may prefer the DGA selections. I, I love the Anatomy of a Fall. I think that's a, an appropriate nomination. I think that's, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I agree. But if I had to choose between the two lineups, I would choose yeah. the DGA lineup. I think when we go into the Oscar nominations, that's when I'll. Kind of do yeah. our little checks and balances from last episode. Yeah, I think what that's we got the right. Place. What we because got we'll go, we'll go kind of category to category yeah, quick. Yeah. Cool, we're, cool. We have a big episode with Adam coming out where we're really yeah. ranking things. So we're not going to say who we think, but right. we'll, we'll take our, shots. Yeah, we'll keep our, our opinions on the movies and the performances so, for that episode. There's a few things I'm going to yeah. say. But well, there's, overall. De- there's definitely two words specifically we that we're to. each fired up about. Yeah. Now, I know you have one uh, that, that you're fired up about, and I definitely have one too. So we're, we're not going to be able to hide those today. But. Yeah, they'll be coming out. We'll talk about it further on the episode, but and flesh it out with like when we actually say who should win and who should yeah, be, who who should should be who's the, the last the one out. Person out yeah. Right. Like I think we might tip our hands there. We're not going to give that away, but we're going to talk about it because that's yeah. what we do. Yes. Yeah. Of course. All right. But in the BAFTAs, um, you know, they go rogue now because they do this weird committee voting thing mm-hmm. where, but whatever. They did some things I like. All of us strangers which is a movie I fucking love so much. Nominated for Outstanding British Film. My guy, Paul Mezcal, got a nomination for Supporting Actor. And the, and the other guy who Andrew did Scott well just, leading up to it did not. Which is insane. I mean, he should have been... He, Andrew Scott got 
you know, tough. He's, he, but whatever. Is he British? He's Irish. He's Irish. Okay. Yeah, he's he's great. Claire Foy, supporting actor nominee, supporting actress. It also got nominated for casting. So really good. Um, Saltburn had a really good BAFTA turnout. Claire Foy is also in All the Strangers. Yeah, yeah, okay. she's she was nominated for best supporting actress. Jamie Bell could have been supporting actor. Like just the four of them were outstanding. Okay. So Claire Foy uh, included. Uh, in her letterbox top four movies, she included uh, Bridges and Madison County. So Did I, she? Yes, so I appreciated that. Yeah, so. Claire Foy Smart. Little, another Clint, Clint shout out there. Um, Saltburn had a good BAFTA turnout. I think this is why people thought that somehow the Oscars were going to nominate this. I think this tricked a lot of people. He's, you know, Barry Keoghan, lead actor, which I think is great. Rosamund you you got to be careful with the BAFTAs because yeah, they, they do are, their own they thing. They are homers, too. They 100%. are hometown favorites. They're going to... If, if they're gonna go, they're gonna go after British people, and that's all right. Yeah. And I think that's cool because I think the homogeny of a lot of these award shows makes this all very boring and makes yes. people's takes. So I like that the BAFTAs are like, "Fuck it, let's go yes. nuts." Yeah. Like I think it's cool. Um, the fact that Rosamund Pike got supporting actor, Jacob Elordi supporting actor, they got score. Clearly, these were encountering over the Oscars, but the fact that they got recognized somewhere, I think, is wonderful. It, 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 all the strangers get shut out completely. Yeah. Didn't get one, one no, nomination. No, it's fucking nonsense. Wow. I sat in this same seat I was sitting at crying while Kristen looked over at me and be like, <laughs> she goes, well, I mean, it's good. <laughs> Were you crying in the movie or crying that I didn't get any nominations? No, crying at the movie. No. Because, <laughs> like the third time I was crying in the movie. If you were crying at the, uh, uh, no. the award selection show, I'd be a little concerned. I, I I'd have I'd have to never watch a movie again. <laughs> but I'm crying and I'm like, oh my God. And she looks over, she's like, yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah. But Paul Mescal apparently brings something out. But whatever. Yeah, so that, that gets clinched as a movie I don't have to see. So we'll, we'll put that in the, sad uh, for you. In, in the barrel. And um, then my guy, T.O.U., supporting actor for Past Lives. Okay. And yes. he was great. Um, but here we are. It's the Oscars time. Overall, I think they did well. No Greta, abysmal. Greta Lee and actress, abysmal. Iron Claw. I think that's well, a so screw-up of its release. Let's, let's talk about the shutouts first. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So Iron Claw, which we were very big on. Huge uh, on. I hadn't seen it yet, but I think I was, you know, uh, at the time. You saw it the next day. When I saw it the next you day. saw it the next day. Loved it. Um, but we were kind of hoping that that would get in the mix. So completely shut out. Completely shut out. Um, All of us strangers completely, completely shut out. Completely shut out, which is a bummer. Saltburn. Completely shut out. Yeah. I'm not a surprise there. I, th- I agree. The only place I thought it might sneak in, which we'll talk about later, was Rosamund Pike in Supporting Actress. Mm. I think she could have taken over that last spot in there. Yeah. Because the last spot is... Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll we have different that. last spots, spoiler alert. Okay. Right. Um, well, um, but, you know, um, now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles not in animation. Yeah, Paw Patrol go. not in animation. <clears throat> that's a joke from 1001. Please go listen to Akira. Um, I got another one that's shut out. This goes back to our last conversation. The Taste of Things. Which France not, fucked up so not bad. Not nominated for foreign film. Really bad. And now, I haven't seen... All of the foreign films. I haven't seen Taste of Things yet, but I don't believe that Society of Snow is better than it, just based off what I've heard. Yeah, it but seems France like someone up. was trying to to they're to, trying to, to punish the system. Them. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to punish them for for that one. So, like yeah. you tried to be clever, and now because now Zone of Interest is nominated Best Picture, Best International. They should have nominated Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, the way it was. I mean, because um, Japan's movies, Germany. Germany's movie, like it's yeah, all over the weird, place, but weird. whatever. But now, so in our our previous on the feed episode, we were talking uh, Anatomy of a Fall, and I was a little concerned that it wasn't on the short list because no. France had nominated, and I was concerned that it would affect its performance in this. It clearly did not. It, did not. it was the opposite. It did even better, better. than than you thought it was going to do. It it scores uh, not only a Best Picture, 
which we think we thought was a possibility. But it gets five noms, and it five gets noms. editing and director. Huge editing and director. Huge. So when you're, you know, in this in this ten picture world that we live in now, the those are the two key ones: yep. is director and film editing. And if you get them both. That means you're a serious contender for best picture, and yeah, and now now all of a sudden this looks like it's it's not only in the top five but potentially in the top three mix here. I think it's I think it's right in there. I think yeah. I, I really you know yeah. I think it's easy in top three. Yeah, whatever you yeah. think those are. Um, let's talk about nominations. Oppenheimer with the most thirteen. Okay, D- to to no one's surprise yeah. there. Uh, Poor things eleven. Okay, and also really not to much of a surprise there. No. I think we all thought Everybody, that, that was coming. Poor thing. Yeah. This is what was happening with yeah. that. That's just what it was. Killers of Flower Moon with 10. Barbie with 8. Okay. Maestro 7. Holdovers. Holdovers. American Fiction. Zone of Interest. And Anatomy of Fall. All five noms. Okay. Napoleon 3 noms. I saw. I wanted to bring that up too. I like that Napoleon got some love in there. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. I think... I think it's good to open up to all things. Like, I, this is a movie thing, right? There's 56 movies nominated. Like, Napoleon being one makes sense. Absolutely. Um, Nyad had two too many. We know what the... Uh, oh, here we go. He's starting on Nyad already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad people nominated a fucking Sunday night ABC movie of the week for this oh, stupid boy. shit. Um, it's, past- the, it's the wonderful Jodie Foster, though, and the it's wonderful great. Annette Benning. It's great when you're checking off names because you didn't watch enough movies. And but when you're doing it at the people who are way better, it's nonsense. Okay, all right. Well, it's uh, aggressively fine. It's I okay. promise you, and I haven't seen Nyad yet, but I promise you that Jodie Foster is not the worst nomination in that category. She is. Okay. Uh, uh, Past and, Lives had two, which is just not enough. Oh, we're gonna talk about that too because that's on my checklist over here. And none of those movies are the worst movie to receive a nomination. We know what that was, right? What was that? The wonderful Diane Warren oh, for the Cheetos movie. <laughs> I can't believe I watched the Cheetos movie. It's... No, no, we failed to mention. Do you know what that's directed by? No, I blanked that whole thing out of my fucking head. I believe it's directed by Eva Longoria. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. that's, <laughs> And it's exactly what you would expect from an Eva Longoria flick. <laughs> Might as well have been directed by Evan Longoria. It's it was very bad, but Diane wow. Warren good for her. Yes. Because who gives a shit about flaming hot Cheetos? Why? why? Because this was that. This was a year because BlackBerry was this year. Great. Mm-hmm. The Tetris movie this year, really good. So I'm like, all right, these movies about like these products that who gives a shit about, like, are really good. So I'm like, the Flaming Cheetos movie, I'll watch it. <sighs> I would never wanted my Hulu to cl- crash more. <laughs> but whatever, good for Diane Warren. Uh, Before we get into the actual noms, in the four acting categories, there were 10 first-time Oscar nominees. Okay, in the four acting categories yeah. there were 10 first timers okay yeah, so out of the 20 of them half of them were first timers which is real cool so emily blunt sandra Heller, jeffrey wright lily gladstone killian murphy danielle brooks america ferrara sterling k brown coleman domingo and divine joy randolph all first time nominees right and mostly wonderful now it's time for me to go off a little bit America Ferrara getting nominated for that film is a complete joke. I'm sorry, it is a complete joke. I don't have an issue with it. That is a screenwriter getting nominated there for the for the wonderful speech that they wrote. The, if you watch how many edits are in that scene, she's not even delivering her monologue. She's It's piecing together multiple attempts at a monologue. That that award, that award she should give that award. She should, if, she, if she wins it, which she won't, she should cut it in half 
and give half of it to the film editor and half of it to the screenwriter, and then say, uh, you know, I don't need this in my in my in my house because I didn't earn it. Um, it. It took her. It famously took her like multiple days to to just deliver this one speech. An amateur hour nomination that is. It's ridiculous to me. I actually have no issue with the nomination. I liked her in it. I thought it was fine. I thought, but once she did at the Critics' Choice Awards, when she got that award and did that, she got, I don't know what the award was, and she did that whole speech. I was like, oh man, she's got it. It was right. Oh, she finally figured out how to do it now. It was really good. She she got it down now. It was a really good speech, and it was right before uh, the voting opened, and I was like, oh, well, (sighs) she's getting nominated. That's an eye roll. That's such an eye roll. I mean, listen, she's a wonderful TV actress, but that's what she is. I don't. I know. I know. You, I was laughing when you didn't like it, but I, I think it's fine. I like her. I thought she was good in it, but I think we should nominate things more than speeches. So I covered the anatomy of the fall stuff. You know, that was that was a, a little bit of a miss on my part. Uh, let's talk Barbie, um, because we were both a little suspicious. Yeah, I mean, um, we, I said Greta, Ger, Greta Gerwig not getting a director were, was very yeah. You were questioning um, the Directors Guild and yeah. their involvement with uh, with Osland and Osland's opinion, and thought maybe that that you have would... to remember that there's European guys in this who yeah. are, don't care about Barbie. And with someone with a status like him comes out and speaks against it, you know, I, I think people are going a little crazy. Here's the thing: um, this is my issue with this. I think Greta Gerwig was great. I think she should have been in the running for director. And I haven't seen Anatomy of uh, I haven't seen Zone of Interest yet, but there's a the rest of the nominations are great. Like if there's not like a bad nomination in there where I'm willing to take anybody out. And we haven't seen Zone of Interest yet. We'll see that this week. Yeah. And then but, well next week probably at this point. You know, I was a little more I thought Payne should get in there. You were pretty adamant that Payne would not be included. Yeah, and I, at no point did um, I think he'd be in this. But he did score that DGA. Which is good, great so for him. You, so you can't say that. You can't say that in the back of your mind you weren't like, oh, he got. Oh no, I was still. I think I even said to Jay, still like, no chance. Yeah, Uh, but I I don't. I don't think that no chance is fair because I do think he was sixth. I think he was ahead of. Do you? I don't. I do. I think Gerwig was the one lingering. This is what people, you know, people are getting upset about this, but they're not remembering. Barbie is the token movie that gets a picture nomination and not a director nomination. Mm -hmm. That's that's the type of movie. Putting aside who she is, and everyone wants to get on this kind of grandiose theme of, well, this is a movie celebrating women, and now you don't nominate the woman. But it's like... But other women did, were nominated. Not, other women were nominated, and there was... But she got a nominated for screenplay. She wrote it. Yes. Margot Robbie got producer. Like, and, they are and, being acknowledged for their role in and this. And the director of Anatomy of the Fall got nominated, right. too. So it's not like there was all men right. nominated. Uh, Sometimes there's great movies, and just because... I think this is a weird... Because I think this is a year that a lot of these awards movies were seen by people... But not all of them. People got really locked down on like only this. Yeah, and yeah, and there's always going to be. We, we mentioned it last episode. There's always going to be one of those takes. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think that we envisioned you know Annette Benning being at the center of it. You know, I, you're rolling your eyes because you're mad at her too. But and and I said to you before, I would have taken the DGA lineup. I like yeah. the DGA lineup better than this lineup. But you yeah. know, once I is, see Zone me, of Interest, this checked out with what the Oscars, with the Academy normally yeah. does. This is. This is, and you know, she, the Barbie is not a director's movie. It's just not. And she directed it. She wonderfully directed. Like, I, I don't, but there's nobody in there that I'm taking out for her. Without, I, again, I haven't seen Zone of Interest yet, yes. But yeah. just, so I can't say that. But everybody's great. Like, just yeah. because she's it's six. It's a strong year. Just because she's six or seven doesn't mean it's bad. Now, if she doesn't get screenplay, if that doesn't get best picture, all right, then we could complain. But yeah, like, that's, Barbie is, it, is, is well It got eight nominations. Yeah. It's a great movie. I'm, it got great representation. I think it's okay. Like, 
It's okay. When we were talking director, we kind of, we, the other one we were both saying was going to probably get nominated was Cooper. Now, since in between the time of the Oscars coming out and that, some of those precursors made it kind of clear yes. that Cooper was on the outs. And same with Leo. Yes. Because we were looking at Leo. We well, I said Leo was probably out. Uh, you did mention that yeah. he was, but we both looked at him in there as, as being... Deserve it. Yes, but, but once we started lining them up, yeah. you, you kind of circled him as the one yeah. that that would not be in the mix. Yeah, I had um, him out. But you had him out for Zach Efron. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't right what I was out about. <laughs> yeah, but you did also say Coleman Domingo's not getting nominated. You, I cannot believe he got yeah. nominated. Yeah, I was wrong. And the other thing is, Rustin's fine. He's good. Not aggressively fine. Not aggressively fine. fine. But he is. Great in the color purple. He is by far the best thing in the color purple. He is intimidating. He is nuanced. He is layered. He is fan fucking tastic. Now in would that, that movie. have been a supporting? Oh no, he well, that would he be lead. So you him, think he should have gotten nominated for that? Hundred percent. I would have been okay with it. The Rustin thing, I'm I'm not really sure. And I, he's good in it. He's the best part of the movie by far. Rustin, mm-hmm. it's fine. But color purple, which we don't really going to talk about. So here's my thing with the color purple. The color purple, if it wasn't a musical. And I, I love musicals. This is well documented. That movie should not have been a musical. It would have been a devastating film. But you can't go from like, I'm going to kill your baby to dancing on the beach. It just does, yeah. it takes you out of it. But he was, throughout the entire thing, by far the best part. He wow. was great. And everybody was good. I like just the, the issue with that movie, it was just should not have been a musical. It took away everything. Um, Coleman Domingo was great. Nominated for that. I don't know why the hell he was nominated for Rustin. So I was wrong, but I stand by it. So uh, one of our co-hosts, AJ who was on our In the Heat of the Night. You know, he's very involved with the word season. He's real super into it. He even has a vote for, for SAG. Um, oh, wow. He, his take on it is, is that you shouldn't, Domingo's performance shouldn't be punished by the quality of the movie. That was kind of has how he sums it up. And he says the movie is not good. He's the best part of the movie but, by far. Uh, but Domingo was that good that he should. So he, he was pretty, you know, he, he was... You know, he was kind of sitting there in the, uh, there's six, and you got to narrow it down to five, and, you know, Leo's good, but, you know, he, he kind of leaned, leaned toward Domingo, too. Um, I mean, if I'm putting, but, like, you know, I think if we're looking, again, like, all of us strangers, like, all of us, what he, what Andrew Scott did was way better. It's tough when you look at two movies that were completely shut out, though, because I think yeah, when, a movie gets, when a movie gets shut out, you have to you have to resign yourself to the fact that okay, it was this just shut out. Wasn't getting but nominated. this is like, Rustin's it was like only mass thing. A couple years right. ago, that's a good point. This is Rustin's only Rustin's nomination. Only so so if that's Zac Efron, then all of a sudden the narrative switches to well, Rustin got shut out completely anyway. Right. Or if this is Andrew Scott, or this. But is... I think what you you really comes down to is is and I think you hit the nail on the head with Color Purple, is Domingo had the two performances and they like. To yes. nominate the person who had the two performances. And he was very good. Again, by far, I'm not saying he was bad in Rust. By far the best part of Rustin. Like, yeah. he was really good. And he's clearly a super talented guy. He's in this new movie coming out this year called Sing Sing that I can't freaking wait for. Hmm. Like, I'm in on him. But nominated for Color Purple. He was so good yeah. in the Color Purple. Hmm. Well, I guess they just wanted me to see an extra movie, I guess. So I got to watch this. Uh, so, well, I, well, I don't know how thing. this will... I think if Leo's in there, this might have challenged last year's lineup in my eyes. But um, you're going to like... But like you're going to... It's an easy watch <clears> and you're going to be like, oh, he was good. And okay. then you're going to move on from it. Like you're not going to be mad. You're not going to be... It's not going to be the naiad of it where you're like, what are we fucking doing? Yeah, I haven't seen Nyad either. I might love Nyad. I mean, maybe. If... Circuit vs. Adam loves Nyad. 
Yes, some people like shallow things that should be documentaries. I'm glad he really liked the swimming movie with no fucking substance. It's great. That's great. Watch it. It's good. We all have to find things we like. All right, what other takes? The, the, the last one is actress. We were pretty on point. Yeah. You know, I think we both kind of, you know, we looked at, at Margot Robbie, and I think I even said, like, you know, or, or, or I think you said... I think she's gonna get snubbed, and I said, I, and I think I said, yeah. that's wrong. You know, like she was the one of the most important parts of that movie, and that's kind of what the Twitter take has been these days. Is that you know, it's you know, how do you nominate Ken and not Barbie? You know, <laughs> well, but you know, I guess American Ferrera gets the. Uh, but then here's the thing, though. Like, he's, I, you know, I was very clear. I've been very clear that Greta Lee. Yeah, this is the one. Your your biggest cold take in the whole thing. Um, other than being adamant that Coleman Domingo wouldn't get nominated, Which is was wrong. that you you thought you saw like past lives as this lock across the board, like it was going to yeah. be in for Lee. You, you Lee thought it, it would be in for it. director yeah. over. That's what you thought would be in over over Gerwig. Yeah, and I mean, full taking that, I'm cool with. That's and great. Picture you've from from the start of the season, yeah, you said as a lock for picture and for screenplay, screenplay and picture. But I look at that lineup, and that looks like tenth place to me. If, if you you if, haven't seen it, no, 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 no. I don't mean. Oh, oh, oh I, I, I don't mean my tenth place. Oh, okay. I'm saying if you counted votes and you tried to figure out which one came in tenth, if you just look at the other nominations, I mean, all it is is picture screenplay. So, yeah. I mean, there's probably Barbie was. I would have to think got more votes than it. Yeah, um, I would think so. You know, I, American Fiction got not a lot of bunch of numbers. Would you say six or five? Five, five. deserved. So of the you have the lineup there. Oh, what is the other best picture winner that had equal to or or no? Not, it's past lives is the it's lowest. Past lives, too, and yeah. what's the next one up? Is it one of the fivers? Uh, where did I put that? Yeah, five. Anatomy of a Fall, Zone yeah. of Interest, American yeah. Fiction, so, Holdovers all had five. So that was probably tenth place. Yeah, yeah. Which, and in in which it makes it pretty funny that it, what it beat out for that is probably Nyad or or is it or is it May December? Probably May December. Did May December get a, a, a screenplay? Screenplay. Okay, and so May it didn't December, get completely shut. Up. May December is a movie about actors making fun of actors and how. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not surprised that was a really heavy critics movie that didn't like in hindsight. That like that makes all sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, the fucking Greta, Greta Lee deserves to be there. You know, it's great that we check off names of people we know and we want. And Annette Benning, I love Annette Benning, and it's great that she's involved with things. But try being nuanced and emotional and devastating and wonderful. And the last scene in Past Lives is top three scenes in the entire year. Mm. And fucking swimming. But anyway. <laughs> Any yeah, so that was the that way. was the big L for you there. Is that um, that's a big L for the world? And, um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a big okay. L for the world. Yeah. Because here's the it thing: sneaks pa- in as the basically as the tenth place. Past lives is a movie people will be talking about in the future, and then next year we're going to do this, and people are be like, what the fuck is Nyad? Rustin probably falls in that. Uh, Coleman Domingo, I think, is going to explode though, so I think that will bring Rustin along with him a little bit. Okay. Jodie Foster, she's already doing um, True Detective. Annette Benning is just well, great. I'm, I'm very happy to see Jodie Foster back in. In sure. the circle, listen. Know? I think it's good, but I think again, I mean, she's a she's a a, she's a, a two time back to back winner. Yeah. Oh, I you love know, her. She but... was nominated for the first time in Taxi Driver. Uh, I mean, these are you know she's a she is a a legendary uh, Oscars 
performer. So right. I, I like her getting re-upped in the mix here. Uh, I thought I thought maybe Natalie Portman would get re-upped too, but that didn't that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and you know, she deserved it. Um, Actress was a tough race, though. Yeah, tough that, race. that was just and, and, and I don't brutal. think they would have put her in supporting, right? I think she no, was it would have been Julianne yeah. Moore in right, supporting. Right. But um, you know, they had to put in that Benning. Fucking nonsense. All right, so let's go through some of these nominees. Like visual effects, I just want to shout out Creator and Godzilla minus one. <laughs> they look great. And for cheap budgets, so they can do it, and everything doesn't have to look muddy. Just quick shut it. Like yeah. they look really creator, but I don't really like sci-fi. Look great. Mm-hmm. And Napoleon in that next too, right? Napoleon's in there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the then, scene on the ice lake is incredible. Right. That's awesome. And then Mission Impossible and Guardians of the Galaxy three. So good. All right. Sound creator maestro Dead Reckoning Oppenheimer Zone of Interest. Yeah. What a what a um. A cool nomination for Zone of Interest to get a little below it. the liner there. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I didn't because I didn't expect that, but I thought that was interesting. Um, editing, which is the big one we were talking about. Anatomy of a Fall, Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. It's a powerhouse category. Yeah, it, the editing category is kind of your cheat, your cheat sheet to what the real best picture lineup is. Right. If you match that with director, and like I said before, anyone that has the two. Is pretty much what your what your uh, '80s and '90s best picture lineup exactly. would have been when there was down to five, and that's a powerhouse there. And that, I mean, Anatomy of Fall holdovers kills the Flower Moon Oppenheimer poor things. I was thrilled to see holdovers get get the the, the nod Me here too. Uh, because it movie is really well crafted and put together, and I like how it looks. I was even kind of low key hoping for a cinematography. Uh, that's a little bit of a stretch in a year where there's yeah, you know, it's tough some, here. Some uh, some re- really um you know more epic films. So yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that was cool. Uh, production design, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Love the Napoleon one here. But I think yes, that Barbie, I that. Killers, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, like I think those were all fully expected and deserved. Yeah, this is the one, though, that I, you know, scream and yell about. To me, if Barbie wins over Killers of the Flower Moon, that's just so crazy to me. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, what, what, what do you I wouldn't be surprised. Here? They built two worlds. Well, I don't think either of them are going to win, but uh, it, neither um, do I. Yeah, I think Poor Things has got that one. Me on too. The block. But um, yeah, but you built two worlds, great. But one of them actually has an instruction manual. <laughs> it's literally got one in the box. All right, so what are we doing here? But I, I think the nom is deserved. Uh, the Barbie. nom was coming. Hundred percent. The nom was coming. I, think I would. Have, I was getting ready to be bent out of shape if Killers of Flower Moon wasn't nominated. I agree. Yeah. It was actually super hyped to see Napoleon got one here too. So I, I loved the love for Napoleon under the line here. It was it was yeah. a good thing because like very surprising because that kind of tracked like a movie that would be completely ignored at the Oscars, like so, Ferrari was. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Ferrari, nothing. Because a lot of people were thinking that Penelope Cruz would get that America Ferrera slot. The Jodie there. Foster slot. Um, come, come on, Jodie Foster. She was up. She was nominated. At a America bunch Ferrara of, was better than her, but she was nominated a bunch of precursors. I don't care. Was, okay, uh, I, it doesn't mean it's deserved. Well, we got people a whole, vote for their a, friends. We got a fun Oscar episode coming up. There'll be plenty of battling on this. Adam might have to play referee here between the two of us. Yeah, I have an idea where he falls. So okay. Um, yeah, Ferrari, just nothing. Yeah, so nothing. no sound, no... Uh, no driver, no Penelope. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think driver was going to get no. it. Um, yeah, they they got beef with man, though. You know, I feel like they, you know... Yeah. I mean, Heat got completely shut out back in the day. You make a stupid movie about Miami cops from an 80s TV show, and people don't want to fucking play <laughs> oh, with you anymore. 
Oh, man, I forgot about your hatred for Miami Vice. Oh, it means it's bad. <laughs> and didn't it beat you in one of the tournaments, too, I think? Uh, no, it almost did. But it did not. And I to- But I just talked so much shit about it. If it did, it would have been bad luck for Team Joey. Oh, right. God. Um, score, American fiction, great. Well, not great, but interesting. Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. John Williams. That was, that's yeah, a name that was like, the one you didn't think you were going to see. Yeah. No, but uh, good for him. Uh, that was cool. That's just John Williams. Uh, then Killers of Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Yeah, so the surprise here was American Fiction, uh, yeah. other than John Williams. But, but John Williams fiction. is John Williams. It checks, checks that box. Fine. You can't but even yeah, argue American with American Fiction it. was a... I, I just didn't think of the score and, with you know, watching that movie. Big on that movie, I don't know that I remember the score. And a lot of people... Have, a lot of people... Are the, it seems to be that Zone of Interest was the miss there. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I haven't we'll seen we'll it yet, but that's that. the one thing where people are like, "Yeah, okay." Um, I know our our uh, our friend and fellow co-host Jay Dowski is very very big on the Killers of the Flower Moon score. Loves it. Yeah, and he he's a he's a big proponent in that winning. Yes. Now I don't think it's going to be able to. Uh, top the powerhouse that is Oppenheimer. No. And they're doing some great campaigning with that, actually having a live performance at some of the showings. And they're doing it a lot. Yeah, they're doing that it all sort over. of thing is how you win Oscars right there. Yeah. That's, you know, and yeah. it's a great score. It's a great score. And I, I love the Poor Thing score. I love the Killers of Flower. So, like, there's three really great scores here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, song, Fire Inside from a fucking Cheetos movie. There it is, Diane Warren, the the uh, the great uh, and and nuanced auteur director Eva Longoria. I'm just Ken. <laughs> Never went away. I'm just Ken. I didn't realize I saw this yesterday. Is Mark Ronson? Yes. Yeah. So uh, and he has a. I think he he got has a win for Shallow. Yes. I think he wrote, he helped write uh, write Shallow. Yeah. So love. I'm yeah. just Ken. Uh, Never went away. I, this is one. Next one is from um, Killers of Flower Moon. I'm gonna botch the name. It's Wazaze. I think that's the one at the end. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. I know which song it is, but the yeah, name yeah. it's W A H Z H A Z H E. Okay. It's a fantastic song. It's just Wazazi. Well, you're in the ho- you're in the host seat now. Wazahazi. Now you know how I feel. Yeah, but I didn't have a choice in the matter. And then what was I made for? What was made for? Which will almost certainly be the winner, I would think, without question. Billie Eilish will win her second Oscar. Yep, and she's great, super talented. Oh yeah, yeah, talented young woman. Makeup and hairstyle, which probably, if we're predicting these things, I think Maestro's only win, only chance at winning. So it's it's gold. I wouldn't rule it out on screenplay, but you're right. Probably it's not winning screenplay. That holdovers, you think, is the yeah, it's not winning screenplay. Um, it's so it's Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Society of the Snow, Society of Snow. I, I keep saying I that. I apologize. It's about the. Um, it's good. It's a Netflix movie. It's it's for it's in the international features. It's um about the. Is play- that is that up? That's up for uh, international? international. Yeah. It's what about, country? Uh, I don't know. Spain. Okay. Okay. It's about the plane crash where everybody started eating each other. Oh, okay. I know exactly what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's good. It's very yeah. worth watching. It's 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 good. It's not great, but it's good. Okay. Um, and it looks good. So I think this is Maestro's only chance at winning anything. Doesn't promote cannibalism, like uh, it does not. But I'm sure there's some loser take somewhere. <laughs> there's these people do this. So it's, all right, costume design: Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. What a goddamn strong year! Like every all these yeah, categories, are like a. Dad's a real strong year in costume design. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, man, see, this is just this is one of those. Is just you don't you don't know how how juicy Barbie is to the Academy. I'm kind of thinking Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out with this. 
well, this this raises the the larger question: is, Does Killers of the Flower Moon get Irishman and win nothing? I think this is its this win. is its best chance. Yeah, that's what I think. I think this is going to be another Poor Things. I I have a feeling like Poor Things Poor is Things gonna, is going to get a lot of wins. Is gonna, Poor Things is going to be one of those that you hear a lot early in the night and you go, oh God, this isn't happening, is it? And like all quiet last year. And then yeah, and then you just don't hear from it again after the after uh, the mid midway point. Unless I don't agree with that. Well, but unless Emma Stone pulls out, the, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go. A few more of the ones we don't cover in our episode. So international feature. Io Capitano from Italy, Perfect Days from Japan, Society of the Snow, Spain, Teacher's Lounge, and Zone of Interest. Yeah, this is a non-event. Yeah, yeah. This is a zone of interest. Zone no, of interest. This, this would have been interesting. If it was Anatomy of Fall versus the, Zone of Interest. If the French could get their shit together. Yeah. But every year, someone fucks this up. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cinema Sacre Bleu. Yeah. They just... And Taste of Things. I can't wait to see it. Cax playing it in about three weeks. And I'll happily go see it. And I'm going to be bummed about it. But... Yeah. It, that, it, that lands in the... Uh... That lands in the bucket of the the two popes bucket. You know, it doesn't get nominated for best picture. I'm I'm out. You know, two pope two popes actually did get um, some acting noms, so that doesn't quite count. But yeah, it's um, not very good. Th- I'll call it the Babylon bucket. All right, you're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> May December, bloop, into the Babylon bucket. Cinematography, which had a nice surprise. So poor things. Oppenheimer, Maestro, Kellers of the Flower Moon, and El Conde. Yeah, what is El Conde? Oh, man. So it's by Pablo Lorraine. He's the guy who did Spencer and Jackie. Oh, God. It's really fun. So it's it's a, about a Chilean dictator who's really a vampire. And the uh-huh. cinematography is really good. It's a fun movie. Yeah. They've gotten creative with this category uh, yeah, in a couple I think of years. That's super and not cool. always for the better. Like last year, it was the, uh, the Inaritu. Uh, right. Um, uh, what the oh, God, I don't even remember. What um, the, 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 the movie theater one. No, uh, no, no, no. That's, that's Mendez. Oh, that's right. That was Mendez. Empire Light, which right. I, I was the only one. Yeah, the you were high on Me that, and Jay yeah. are the only ones in the world who liked that movie. Uh, the fireworks scene was really no, good. The the one, the one oh, in, like, what the that hell takes was... place in Mexico yes. with the yeah. Talk about a forgettable movie. That, that was a, that movie was a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched that movie just like annoyed. I was watching it, but yeah. El Conde's worth. It's Netflix, easy watch, okay. worth it, and it looks good. It's 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 a good one. Um, animated feature where. Ninja Turtles and Paw Patrol got botched. I I hate to admit this, Joe. Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Yeah. They and they announced them in alphabetical order. Yeah, and S is the last one. Yeah, I was sitting there with my fingers crossed, saying, "Please, please, no Spider Man, no Spider Man," just because I wanted your reaction. I wanted you. I wanted to 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 troll you on air, but Spider Man didn't get nominated. Oh da, 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 da. It's not but winning. No, because I, it, it not only did it get nominated, but it got like an applause yeah. too, and they said it. Yeah. So no, is that a, a a Stone Cold winner here? I think it was, but I think Boy in the Haran's <clears> the 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 one that's going to take it. Mm, okay, so yeah, so it's not going to win. You're saying. No, I think be, no. It's the second of the trilogy. The first one won. Let okay, it, let makes him, sense. Yeah, and let sense. Boy in the Rods, Mizuzaki, let it, like his like last masterpiece, like let him okay. take it. Yeah, we're just throwing that word around these days. Um, Listen, so, I don't I don't like those movies, but they're I appreciate I, I respect what they are. And you saw this one? Not yet, okay. because my um my relationship with those movies is not great. Yeah, Listen yeah, to Akira, it's a little fractured right now too. I am trying now, my best. Has Studio Slim Jimbly ever won one of these? No. 
Studio Ghibli. No, it's not. Uh, but like Spirited no, Away. But Spirited Away is not Slim Ghibli? It is. Did it win? It did win. Oh, yeah. then yes, yeah, it did. Okay. I, yeah, I saw, so that's, that's, what a bad win. I think that, <laughs> that's the only foreign film to win yeah, in this okay. category, so Spirit, which I answered my own question. Yeah. Um, and then the other one's Elemental, which is Pixar and Okay, fine. that one, I, I yeah, think I, I think I, yeah, I don't remember if we did that on or off the mic, but I we think did I said it on. That'll, that'll definitely um, be in there. Nimona, which I, to be completely honest, struggled to get through, but people like, and then Robot Dreams, but. Yeah, no. Adam likes this category, I think because he watches them with his, with his girls, but he, he's, I think he usually watches all five in these. Oh, I watch all these. I'll yeah. see. You. Okay. Yeah, I just have to watch Robot Dreams in the Haran, but I'll try, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what the fuck? Um. All right, now we're into the ones we cover. That wasn't going to get nominated. It was great. But it wasn't going to get nominated. Though. It should have been. It was great. Turtles. It was great. Okay. Big actors. It had everything you wanted in it. Um, now we get into the things. All right, it's so, not about what I want. It's what the Academy wants here, John. Oh, the Academy. And the but, Academy wants... Nyad. Nyad. Yeah, so they should start watching movies <laughs> and not just checking off their friends. We love you, Jodie Foster. We love you, Annette Benning. Oh, I love you very much. You just don't deserve these nominations. Um, original screenplay. Anatomy of a Fall. Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, Past Lives. Really no surprises here. I think this is a great, and um, it's a super great category. Yeah. Like, Adapted is going to have a surprise, but this this was pretty much straightforward. straightforward. I mean, yeah. I think Past Lives was locked in. Anatomy of a Fall is just a great one, but Holdovers, Maestro, May, December. I think that's awesome. I think May, December was probably the one where it could have swung, but... And maybe they didn't want to shut it out completely. Yeah, give it something. Uh, but it seems like may, that might have been the 11th on the best picture list then, maybe. Maybe. Unless it was Napoleon. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> um, right. Adapted screenplay, American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Zone of Interest. So Zone of Interest is over Flower Moon is the surprise here for yes. me. Um, I think we all thought Flower Moon I think was that, getting in. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to win, but I thought it would be here. Yeah, the other four... Yeah, I, I think there's no question. pretty much locks, yeah. Yeah, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Barbie, American fiction, I think everybody was... And yeah. once American fiction started doing work, doing getting talked about it, this was pretty. Yeah, low. and but you know, people. This is one of these. Sometimes you know, we always blame Twitter. It's not just Twitter. It's it's what it is. Is a lot Twitter of these, is the vacuum well, of it, yeah, right? Exactly. It's a lot of these columns that come out right. and that get regurgitated through through. Twitter, and people Twitter just Twitter. don't have original ideas. Yeah. And it and it's Flower Moon misses on screenplay. Oh, you know, it's weak here. Da, 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 da. Listen. That's a really strong category. Yeah, this is an absurd category. We just said four of those were absolute locks. Yeah. So it was there was one last spot, and it went went against another movie that was, you know, nominated also a lot. up for director. Right. You know, so come on, up director, best picture, and international feature. Like because remember, Zone of Interest has five noms. Right? Zone missed on editing, right? Yeah. yeah okay. So I I think that's that's a really good character category, really interesting category, that I think is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Screenplay, the screenplay ones are always are always. I love the fun. screenplay ones, but uh, this is these ten are pretty airtight. All right, now we get into supporting actors. Your favorite, Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks, who was very good in Color Purple again, but America Ferrara, Jodie Foster, Divine Joy Randolph. I would have liked to see a Claire Foy here, or Roseman Pike over. I, this was one that I just I hate to take credit for things I didn't say on mic. You know, because it's like, oh, okay, sure, you said that. But, like, I never saw a Roseman Pike nomination happening Neither here. do I. It's just, that's not, there's nothing to that role. Oh, uh, she's my favorite in that movie. Oh, I love her in that movie. But I'm not surprised it didn't get nominated. But I think if it, anywhere, like I said earlier, anywhere it had a chance, it was here. Yeah. And Divine Joy Randolph <clears throat> has just run away with this, too. But I think Claire Foy's the tough one. It's, it's, listen, the whole thing was shut out, but I think come... 
not happy about it. I said my piece with the American Ferrer thing. I think it's a ridiculous nomination, but I'm um, good with it. Supporting and, act. And oh, we sorry. should say Joy Randolph, uh, Divine, Divine Joy, Joy Randolph. Is, that's a slam dunk. You can, she hasn't I, lost they, anything. They're not even going to take Oscar Betts on. I mean, uh, the DraftKings no. Betts on that one. That's a that's a, that's no. absolutely locked the, in. They're yeah. just, uh, you know, I love the... And rightfully so. 100%. Yeah. She was fantastic. I think, you're, you know, when people are like, oh, what about... No, it's Divine Joy Randolph. She was yeah. fantastic in that movie. And, yeah. You know, what she did, great. Supporting actor, Sterling K. Brown, Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, and Mark Ruffalo. I love the Sterling K. Brown come from behind. Like, I don't, I think it's super deserved. I think he should start getting some lead actor roles. Um, I loved him in this movie, so I love that. He's not winning, but I love the nomination for him. Yeah, I... Well, I guess I'll save my thoughts for when we get to the to the Oscar uh, episode. Yeah, um, yeah, I won't leave a cliffhanger as to the movie. I love the movie, so we'll just throw that out there. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, no, I, I totally dug the movie. Again, another tight category. I think there was other, you know, we're looking at Defoe, Mezcal, like well, Jimmy yeah. Bell. Like well, there's other. We, we also wanted uh, Holt uh, M- right. McCallany in there. Holt McCallaghan, yeah. right. Um, so th- there's, it's a good category. <sighs> this is the play the alphabet game. The last one nominated there, too, was R for Ruffalo, and that got an audible fuck out of it. I'm not surprised there. by that at all. Yeah. It's the best he's no, ever he been. Missed, he missed on a, on a few of the or earlier ones. And spotlight, too. It's not the best he's ever been. That's ridiculous. I think it's his best performance ever. Oh, stop. Without question. But remember, when he... went miscast, and it's... Oh, I disagree on over that. Over the top well, and not good. He, oh, it's his best performance ever. I like the oh, nomination. That's, that's insane. That's an insane comment, but all right, go on. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and, but remember, with Spotlight, he didn't get like he he got it was like the same nomination trail for Spotlight, like the misses and the hits for him. Okay, well, he stunk in that too. <laughs> oh, see, I think he's way better here. But all right, actress for some reason in that betting, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Weller, Carrie Mulligan, and Emma Stone. I mean, unbelievable! Like the the four, Gladstone, Weller, Mulligan, Stone. You, this becomes to me the hardest. Award of the night to predict. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's between two, and it's I don't know what it turns into. Well, I mean, I guess the two that you're saying are, would be Gladstone and Stone. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hiller's interesting. She could do it. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Especially like, so with the zone is, of interest thing here. The two, is, the two. Yeah, this is one of those, and the fourth is then it's uh, Carrie Mulligan. This is one of those where you could ride with any of the narratives. You know, you could ride with the the Emma Stone thing winning her second. You could ride with the Lily Gladstone and that record breaking win that that would be. You Sandra could ride Heller with the Healer yeah. as a surprise. You know, and the two right, movies, and even a Carrie Mulligan who's maybe due, quote unquote due. Right. You know, so they all have that caveat. You know, it's there's not did one story. Gladstone do enough in this in this to win. It is Stone really? Are they really going to give her the second one? You know, is are they going to go with a foreign language film for this? So there's something kind of whole. And then Carrie Mulligan's been snubbed in the past. So uh, and Annette Bening has famously been snubbed a million times. Right, Annette Bening's great. Um, so you know, it, it they all when they all have that one thing holding them back, that's when the surprise happens to me. That's when Argo wins you know, Best Picture, you know? Uh, so just be be careful before you write into your Oscar sheet in pen who's going to win Best Actress, because I think that's the one that could leave people surprised. I'll tell you, you know, because we do on our episode, we do, you know, Odd Man Out and Winner, yeah. and this is one of the few I have locked in already. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, but it. that's your preference, though. That's but I, not, it's what I think is going to win. But too, if you were well. okay, so if yeah, you yeah. were putting your prediction sheet, you same, have that same. locked in, and that's okay. like for a lot of these, that's not that. But this, this is this is one of the few categories where prediction and favorite coincide. Wow. Okay. Wouldn't it be fun if a Carrie Mulligan hopped in and 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 snagged it? You know, that would be that would be fun. But, and I, and I, listen, I like that. There's four. Should have been five with Greta Lee or. Anybody else? All really deserving, fantastic performances. Yeah. Like, no one to be, you know, of the four of them, you can't be mad. I'm yeah. sure people are mad about one, but that's all right. Um, all right. Actor Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, and Jeffrey Wright. Really happy that Cooper got in here on this. Uh, to me, it was walking on shallow ground of being snubbed. You, 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 you'd be a little scared there with some of the narratives that were surrounding it. I'm happy to see him in there. This becomes a neck and neck race between Giamatti and, and Murphy. You know, this is a, a, to me, this comes down to like a true flip the coin. Is I think Murphy wins the BAFTA. And yeah. I think Giamatti, um, SAG could tell you. Sag Pretend, tell and it's you. the week before, I think. Um, so. If Murphy wins SAG, then I think he might have it. He might have it down. But if Giamatti wins SAG, it's interesting. I think it's in, it's going to be interesting through that day. Yeah. And I think that's and I you know and, and don't get me wrong. I don't think the precursors mean anything. I mean, I, I agree. I, I really don't. It's just a, it's just an indication how a body of people voted. And the, so it's like if when they're when all there's a lot going, of crossover, right. right? When they're all going for uh, Divine, uh, Joy. Divine Joy right. Randolph, you can just kind of see that that's right. the one that everyone likes. So, but now in this one, when it goes different ways, that's where it kind of gets fun. But like people get into the mistake and the trap of saying. Well, he won the SAG, so that means he's gonna win the Oscar. No, means no. nothing. Nothing. No, nothing says he's gonna win the Oscar. No. Nothing says Divine Joy Randolph is gonna win the Oscar. You can make the assessment that because she's won into all these different bodies of voting, that she's probably gonna win this one but too. Nothing's locked and we'll in. take the take it off the Vegas right. line. But nothing is locked in. It's and a that's completely what, different group of people, especially when you look at the BAFTA because they go rogue and do their own thing, which is cool. But you know, I think we have to all look at these as individual bodies. But when you could kind of see how, if you understand the Oscars voting a little bit, you could make informed decisions. And I think this is a really tough informed decision to make. Agreed. Agreed. Director Justine Triette, Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, Yorgos Lanthimos, and Jonathan Glazer. Yeah, this was kind of like the surprise of of the morning when they announced them because I it love was, it. No one had this lineup. And I love no this lineup. Except that zone of interest, so leaving that there. But, man, I fucking, I love it. Because, you know, Lanthimos, Nolan, Scorsese, and Triette deserves it for Anatomy of a Fall. I love that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and this is probably up there with one of the biggest locks of the night with Nolan. I, you know, if, if Nolan doesn't win this, it's going to be a very different evening than any of us suspect. I would have to think that this is a lock for him. But you never know. You don't you ever never know. know. No, but it's like if, if Yorgos wins this one, it goes, oh my God, poor thing is going to win Best Picture. You know? It's, oh yeah, I mean that's... Um, but I don't think that that's the case. Now, I think if you look at the Best Picture lineup, which you're going to read next, so I, if you so want to throw that one out there. Best Picture, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon... Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, Zone of Interest. Yeah, so I think in this one, you know, you take the ones that have zero chance. I think you're looking, I think you know, when we're, because we rank, you know, me, you, and Adam will sit and rank 10. I think, you know, if we were ranking winners, I think it's really like a four. Yeah. One through four, and I think the rest are like. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, Past Lives, um, Past Lives, American Fiction, uh, have zero shot. I uh, hate to say it, but I think the holdovers doesn't have any shot. Um, you know, I think it's higher than you think. 
Yeah, it missing director hurts. Yeah, I think it's five. Um, I think the only one that didn't get nominated for director that has a shot is Barbie. Just because, and I don't think it will win. And I, I, and I, you know, it's you're shaking winning. your head and yeah. you're right. But there could be this kind of, um, this weird, uh, this weird narrative that comes out similar to the Argo year. Right. Where now the problem with the Argo year is there was no slam dunk winner, That's and this year there's a couple. Um, this is so, too strong of a year for some. But when something garners that much negative activity, sometimes people get on a on sure. a wave and said, "Hey, maybe we'll go." I don't think the Barbie movie. There's just that. too much good here for that to be the thing. Yeah, you I know, think this, this is, is almost certainly Oppenheimer's year. You never know, but it could be Flower Moon. It could be. Ugh, it I don't could think it's be Anatomy Moon. of the Fall. I think Flower Moon's lower. Lower than Holdovers. Yeah. Really? With even with the director, and it yeah. got film editing too. Yeah, I think. I think we're yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it more on an episode, but yeah, that's what, like again, not favorite. No, I'm well, I mean, about. let's talk about it here because we're not on our episode. We're not talking what we think is going to win. We're talking our favorites. So I think we're looking at realist Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Holdovers, and Anatomy of Fall. I think those are the four. Hmm. No zone like, of interest. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say if there's a fifth yet. But no, I don't think that's winning. I think that's going to go international, and yeah, then and then that'll be the yeah, that'll be the win. Yeah. Now maybe, but again, uh, listen, I'm going to see it with within a seven days from this moment. I will have seen that movie, and I'll have it by the next one. I'll have a more informed opinion. But I think those are the four that are again. Listen, I I think again, not favorites anything, but I think those are the four. Yeah, I think Flower Moon's in the mix just based on the director and the editing nomination. I think anytime you get that, you have a fighter shot. Um, I respect that, but I, I just don't, not in this strong of a year. And yeah. again, I'm, uh, favorites, we'll talk at a no, different point. No, we're just talking yeah, about yeah. predictions. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I guess we'll have to see with that. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I think Flower Moon is in danger of not winning anything You're right. also. So on the flip side of that. Pending zone of interest, because I think this is one of the strongest best picture years in a, in a while. And we, I, we should say, as far as Anatomy Fall goes, is since 2020, three Palme d'Or winners have gotten Best Picture nominees, so the the Academy's kind of turning toward Khan a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Parasite, you know, Parasite, Triangle Sadness, and uh, then Triangle Sadness, now Anatomy of Fall. Titan couldn't quite get there, huh? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's the unfortunate, you know, just sometimes you don't watch enough cool stuff. But you know, and I, I think when can it because they do so much because like Perfect Days, the Japanese international one was another big can movie, and um. You know, that got international. When such good stuff is coming out, it's really good that they're getting out more to see people. Because I think, you know, if you like movies, it's good to see a variety of things. And Anatomy of a Fall, and I think, you know, in this whole Barbie narrative, that's the thing that's getting hit. And feminism thing, we're trying to take out the other woman. But whatever. Um, You know, see the movie. It's really good. And Mm. it's a deserved director nomination all right well that's uh those are the nominations it's a good it's a good oscar year though is great the, it's, is the good news it's a great movie year even the things that weren't nominated that are just it's just been a great movie year and really makes me happy like nothing even like the things that were at the low end of the year mostly had fun with you know some 130 movies you see like it's nice when they're great or good or fun or not just slogs yeah. So now we just, I mean, the last section is upcoming episodes. So do you want to do Kieran's Corner before or after upcoming episodes? Uh, I'll do, let's do Kieran's, Kieran's Corner. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, so we uh, we talked about Norman Jewison. and that was going to just kind of shout out him a little bit. But, um, you know, we said we'll do that. I'll put that poll out there. We'll That's see. Great. And we'll watch one of those. That'll, that'll, be, be, a, that'll be a fun on the feed thing to do. 
Yeah. Um, other than that, Kieran's Court, I've, just, I kind of, I've been um, doing this lean pain. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's amazing. Directorial watch. I've been bouncing back and forth between David Lean movies and Alexander Payne movies. And I uh, this week watched, um, for the first time, a Best Picture nominee, Great Expectations, the, uh, the Dickens uh, adaptation. And I watched uh, About Schmidt. Love it. Was not prepared to see Kathy Bates naked in a hot tub, but uh, sometimes your day takes some odd turns. You never know where your day goes. Yeah. So that was that. Great Expectations was 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 good. Um, just, I mean, I can't watch that and not think of the South Park episode where they right. just basically readapt it into a South Park episode with Pip. Pip. Uh, hilarious. And there's that random British kid in their pocket. And it took me more than halfway through the movie to realize that that was Alec Guinness playing really that in one of his first roles oh, he's shit. playing pocket uh it's unbelievable that. so re- really funny it doesn't even look like him uh once you see it's him then you can't unsee it of course it's a good little David Lean from that era of him you know doing yeah, the, the adaptations I dug it I have uh, a rewatch for both next I'll be rewatching Sideways which you have a 1001 episode on coming at some up point. yeah Melissa's gonna be on the episode yeah. soon too cool. so how soon guest. is that coming up for you no, a little bit further than I thought. Not coming out till August. Oh, okay. End of the summer. All right. So you got quite a while on that one. Uh, and you still have not seen that up to this point. Nope. Okay. Well, no, I've never cool. seen that. For Lean, it will be a rewatch of a movie that we've discussed here uh, at Best Picture Cast. And that will be uh, Oliver Twist. Ooh. Yes. Very nice. So that, 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 that'll be cool. And then after that, there's a bunch of leans that I don't know anything about. He gets wacky yeah, after that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that'll, it's, I kind of like watching the random ones I don't know anything yeah, about. Yeah, that's cool. As opposed to like a, a Dickens movie, you know, like, oh, here we go. But anytime I can check off a Best Picture nominee, that's always fun, too. Wait, what do you think of Election? Uh, I loved Election. Yeah, and I, that's one you guys have been talking it's about great. quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Oz loves, yeah. loves that. And uh, Reese Witherspoon's fantastic in it. And Broderick's great. So good. Yeah, it's, that's, that's just wheelhouse pain. About Schmidt, I liked, but it's like, that's like a little too pain, even for pain, you know, like. It's, he went too pain. Yes. Like yeah. Wes Anderson goes to Wes Anderson. Yeah, like he, he went, went a too little pain. too yeah. pain. In that. He had to be, re- he, he got it right with Sideways. Yes. So. So uh, I've heard. Yeah. And then finally on the big screen, I like to shout out the old movies that I get to see at the, the wonderful Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, Amazing. Long Island. Amazing. If you're a Long Islander, please check the place out. It's a wonderful spot. Uh, they had a little Hitchcock week going on as they tend to do kind of. Every bi- six months. Biannually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I watched. Um. One of his old British films uh, from 1935, 39 Steps. How was it? Yeah. It was a rewatch for me. It's one I'd seen oh, before. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, but just awesome on the big screen. Just a cool, you know, a, a 85-minute movie, you know, awesome. and just, just a great little, great little thriller. So I encourage people to check that. I do believe that's available on Max to watch as a bunch oh, of his, cool. some of his older ones are, so. Uh, you can check that out. And I got to see uh, North by Northwest with my dad. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was, was great one. A, a, a great time there, too. So always always love checking those out on the big screen. I think we're uh, you and Jay are going to go try to see Zone of Interest there Yeah. Uh, this week. I don't know if we're all going to be able to go at the same day. but Hopefully we'll, we'll we can. If there. not, but we'll all see it very, yeah. very soon. By cool. the next time we speak. Yep. And then I'll uh, have to see Past Lives, too. And then I'll be caught up on my uh, on my Best Picture nominees, at least. Yeah, the only, I just have to do Zone of Interest, and otherwise everything else is rewatch. I just have to watch The Boy in the Haran in um, animated, and then I'm gonna try like all the short and and uh, documentary stuff. I usually try to grab too, but yeah. um, you know we'll see. But I'm you know and I've been doing a lot of rewatches because Kristen has been wanting to watch them, so we've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of rewatches with her, and that's been really fun. Be seeing it from her because we have different approaches to yeah, cool. movies, so that's been fun to hash that out and past lives I was very nervous about because 
of my love for it, and she loved it too. And when she, when, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard many negative reviews about that one. It's, everyone seems to like that one. So yeah, people should like great things. <laughs> um, is there has been any talk of like a re-release of Oppenheimer? Yeah, it's it, it's talking about. It. I don't yeah, know. I'd what... love to see that again. I I, I did that on thirty five millimeter, uh, so I kind of like to see. Them. I did it on seventy, and I did it on thirty five. Oh, so you saw it twice in yeah. years. Yes, I'd I'd like to see it in the, in the uh, IMAX situation. I hope they do another release of They're that. Maybe they'll, wait till it, maybe they'll wait till maybe they'll wait till after the awards. Do that. I bet you see it like a mid February thing. Okay, pop up. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because that's coming. Uh, yeah. All right, and then our last section is upcoming episodes. Upcoming um, episodes. So, you know, BPC, we got, I mean, unbelievable stuff, content coming. Heart Locker? We have Heart Locker coming up. Four-year anniversary. Fourth-year anniversary. You're sort of on that episode. (laughs) I took a nap in the middle, unfortunately, but, (laughs) you know, you hear my voice. That's right. Um, Then it's, uh, you know, we, we go back to the Best Picture winners three years after the fact, so you... Grant and Artie will be discussing Nomadland. Nomadland. Yes, it will be a first watch for Artie for sure. I believe Grant, it might be a first, first watch, watch too. for Grant yeah. too. So Very it, interesting. Yeah. I have predictions in my head how it goes. Okay. And we, we discussed that obviously on our, our first That was ever our first ever Oscar when we had with, Zeta. Uh, Zeta. Yeah, yep. Zeta Short. Yeah. And you get to talk about some really cool... Mo- you, know, you get to talk about Promising Young Woman. You get to talk about The Sound of Metal. So you get yeah. to... Revisit- yeah, a, a weird year for the Oscars because you had Real 2020 hanging yeah. over everything. Uh, not the strongest of lineups, but... No, it, it gets it gets thin. Yeah. It's yeah. a weird year. So but uh, that's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Um, and then on the 26th of February, we'll be our next on the feed. Right. So it'll be the February. Yeah. We'll see kind of where things are, how any re-releases, anything we'll talk about there. Um, and then um, Oscars preview with me, you, and Adam, which is will be our third year, and honestly, I think one of the best things we do. Yes, can't wait for that. That's always one of our highest uh, rated yeah. episodes. Adam was, you know, Adam's. I know he's pretty much just looking for zone of interest too. He's seen everything else too, so we're all going to be. Yeah, and and if you know, if at that juncture you're kind of tired down from Oscar talk. Our episode is is a refreshing kind of just take on the movies themselves. Because you know, we don't predict anything. It's no predictions. It's no awards talk. Nope. It's just the movies and how we rank them against each yep. other. We do a full ranking of Best Picture winners, 10 to 1. Yep. And For all uh, the categories we do, what what is our personal one and which is our personal odd man out? And the best thing I think we do, we're not like, well, this one BAFTA and DGA, so this nope. is why it should be. It yep. is. I've liked this more than this, and this is why, and then we go into it. And yep. it's a blast to do. We all have fun doing it. We all look forward to it for the entire year. We've, you know, So I think it's a nice, it's a very different approach to the same old kind of thing where everybody's just trying to predict and show how right they are. We get to, you know... Show why we actually do this because we love movies and we love talking about movies. Yeah, and since we've done this in, since uh, uh, 2021, this is the strongest lineup we've ever discussed. Without so question. The I mean, rankings are going to be, I think they're going to be very different from each other. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be very contentious. I think we're going to be, we're going to have some some lively debates. Yes, especially after tonight. There's um, a few things that are going to be livelier than I expected. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm very excited yes, for indeed. that. Yes, indeed. Can't wait for but that. But that's a good thing because I think. If we're all just like, yeah, this is clearly what it is, it's way less interesting. Yes. Yeah. You know, no, there'll be um the three <coughs> of us will be butting heads in different directions, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And it's gonna be a blast. Um and then after that we'll do you're gonna do an Oscars recap where it was, you know, our 
what things we nail, things we didn't, just what we think about how it went. We're on the next on the feed because I think that's going to be an earlier one. So, um, and then Gone with the Wind. But now we're months ahead at this uh, point. Well, we have so. Gladiator. Gladiator. We then have Gladiator the coming wind. out, and then I believe Gone with the Wind. Yes. So we are putting out great things. Be excited, people. And then, I mean, on 1001, we just released our season finale, which is a great episode. And then in about a month, we're coming back. We're taking a little break, and then we're coming back with Edgar Wright Director Rankings. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So good things. Everyone ranked Scott Pilgrim last in that, right? No. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking of Jason Schwartzman as the heavy. God. Come on. He's Gideon. <sighs> okay. Whatever you say. And we got our comedy tournament we coming the, up, too. Oh, that's March, right. The comedy yeah. tournament, which is going to be, I think, a really... I think everybody has a chance there where I don't think that's always the case. With yeah, this. yeah. No, it's, it's, and, you know, we'll get a good movie out of that for sure. So Somehow, some the worst thing's going to win that all of us just don't feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we're always at risk for that. Uh, yeah, and you can hear, uh, you can hear me. I uh, did uh, guest appearances over on uh, Cinemus. Would imagine that episode's out by now, or uh, Adam St. John was there as well. We discussed top 10 uh, runners-up for Best Picture. That's great. Was a very very fun conversation there. A lot of a lot of hot takes. That wasn't as that wasn't as um, sun sunshine and friendly as you'd think it would be too. We got a oh I would not think so. Yeah, the three little... of you with that broad of a category, I imagine <laughs> that went pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, there were some salty takes in that one. You can hear me over at the G Moat podcast. I've guested on there a bunch of times. Most recently, talking uh, Clint Eastwood again with a fistful of dollars, and that just came out today as we record, as we right? record this. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, I'm going to try to get this one out soon so like our regular air date or a regular drop day would be monday so this is going to come out a few days before that because our anniversary episode we're going to put on the anniversary date which is february 1st Perfect. so that'll be a thursday drop so i might go thursday thursday if, if i can get if this out can. in time and this might be a, a thursday friday kind of deal that's fine but um yeah so you can go over and check out gmote that just dropped over there for a fistful of dollars um and i'm going to be on uh, a little adam's uh circuit first a streaming circuit episode on an Oscar preview too. We just kind of kind of go the uh, uh, the the gambling route. It's you your know, third your odds, year doing your that. Best odds. This is my third year. That's how we met uh, a couple of years ago. He he found me on the uh, interweb and asked me to come in for it. He needed a guest last minute, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's become a little tradition over there. Nice. And this year, I'm not doing the, his bra- his year end bracket, but Adam, big um, Adam, big Adam is big yes, Adam is Adam doing, which is awesome, and that will be great. Adam squared combo over there. And uh, man, I'm just sorting through all my other guest appearances. Uh, let's check out the Rev uh, Visionist Almanac, Rev Almanac. Uh, you better I, vote or they will kill you. <laughs> get, get, those, get those votes in for that. I was on the first episode there, 2010. Um, Talking horror? Uh, Talking horror just was on uh, for uh, The Mist. Yep. Yeah, I recorded like three podcasts in four days last week. So it's awesome. Is, uh, yeah, quite, quite a lot of content out there. So yeah, check out all of those wonderful podcasts our good friends out there and at some point here we'll we'll get to the episodes i've been promising down the line here is the uh, the return to shakespeare and love that kind of gets pushed down the line too but that'll be coming at some point and and the uh the 45 rankings revisited with Artie and oz so as long as you get them before the second 45 <laughs> but just remember after this we're going to be doing 30 the second 30 after this season see this is this is the danger of doing these uh 
episodes here because it's like now I have to be held accountable for this. Usually I just tell the five of you guys, hey, right. we're doing this soon. And you just roll your eyes and be like, yeah, sure. Like two years later. It's, I think that's uh, my it's favorite thing about this. It's now on record. <laughs> <laughs> it's on record. Whatever happened to uh, that Gone with the Wind episode? Uh, well, it went with the wind. Because we're, uh, I mean, we're what? Nine episodes away from the 15? Yeah. And then that will be the second 30. That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, uh, well, we have a yeah, we'll have to have our our season five ranking yep. first, and then yeah, the the the, um, the back thirty. Yeah. yeah, very cool. So great. Thanks. All right, so tons of content ahead. Great stuff. This is like the playoff season here. It's awesome. the best picture cast. So it's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So Joe, thanks for organizing this. You said great job as always. We're getting we're getting in the groove of this. We're yes, for the a second time, I think it's smooth, and I think with the, starting at the Oscars, it kind of has to take away from the other categories, so they'll grow and everything will balance out each month. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta sharpen up for my trivia questions next month here. Those, those, that was a great job, great job by you, bad job by me. I got, <laughs> jeez, okay, uh, yeah, no, fun stuff. Uh, thanks again for listening and uh, giving us the downloads, giving us those ratings. You can find us on all of our socials at Best Picture Cast, and uh, we want to know what you think. You know, reach out to us. You can DM us in any of those. You can also email us at our email address, which is Best Picture Podcast at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions or ideas for uh, for on the feed, this is probably the one part of our platform we might be taking those. Yeah, um, so let us know. Up. Yeah, we we want to hear what you think and um, give us those rates, those reviews. Always helps along the way. So we appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you. Well, I guess you'll hear from us in uh, about a week for our fourth anniversary episode on Hurt Locker. Amazing stuff. Unbelievable. Great times. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 